Galaxy of Film presents. Let's fucking go! Alright, we're back and welcome to another LFG. This is the Let's Fucking Go bonus content series here at Galaxy of Film. I'm your host, Max, this week. We don't have Danilo with us, sadly, um, but that's okay because I don't think he was going to see this movie, and this is a movie I was not missing out for the world. Um, I've been talking about covering this movie for God knows how fucking long on the podcast. And joining me this week, if you're familiar with our YouTube uh, channel, Galaxy Film Productions, you'll recognize these two. Um, first up joining me, we have my, both of these are long-term friends of mine. We got James. How are you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. Happy to be here. Yeah, man. Glad to get you on the show. Um, anything new going on in your life? Anything exciting you want to talk about? I, you know, becoming a security guard five nights at Target. Oh, oh. How do you like that? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently Target is very PC. I can't, I can't, put, I can't tackle people. Oh, oh! I can't, I can't even touch their shopping cart. But you know what? I got to defend Target. That's exactly right, bud. With your, with your goddamn life, you're doing the work, man. You're doing the work, doing the work. Um, another guest star we have on this week. Introducing, you've also seen him in the same video I've seen James in. Um, you might have heard some of his work too, both on the podcast and other videos. We've got my dear friend Tyler Jansen. What's going on, man? How are you doing? Hey, man. I'm doing pretty good. I'm glad to be here. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, man. Um, this week we're discussing Minions 2, The Rise of Guru. And, dude, first of all, let's, let's talk about expectations for this film. James, what was your, like, how anticipated for, for this movie were you? Like, I had pretty high expectations considering the last Minions movie. Mm -hmm. it, I was really excited, especially whenever we were talking about it. And you had told me that this was the most Minion movie ever. Just nothing but Minions. <laughs> And I was ready for that because honestly, there wasn't enough minions in the first minions, and now it meant everything that I wanted to see in this movie. <laughs> Let's talk minion, minions one real quick. Uh, we're not going to get too deep into the film. Um, did you watch the first minions in theaters by any chance, James? I didn't know. I. Uh, it's hard for me to go out and go see movies at the theaters when they mm -hmm. drop, but the moment that it came out onto dvd i picked up a copy immediately and watched it fell in love with it rewatched it hundreds of times okay okay what about you tyler did you get a chance to watch the first minions in theaters when that came out not in theaters but i did watch it elsewhere at home okay gotcha um Dang, this, you know, Despicable Me has been, you know, the series that kind of launched the Minions, obviously, and this was, what, over 12 years ago when Despicable Me launched, which is insane at this point. Um, today's actually the 7th anniversary of the Minion movie, which is also pretty insane. Um, I saw all three Despicable Me's in theaters, and then also the Minion movie, and now the Minion movie too. Um, but for Despicable Me 3, Tyler wasn't with us, we weren't hanging out with him around this point too much. But James, you were there with me, and we dressed up for the minion or for Despicable Me Three. Um, that was <laughs> an amazing time. I hated that I didn't really have a a job. I was, you know, mm. just a little high schooler, just focusing on running. So I couldn't afford all the cool outfits that we got to do this time. Yeah, we were seventeen when we first did that, which is also just a mind fuck as far as time goes for me. 
Um, yeah, we're coming up on our 23rd birthdays. That's what I'm saying, dude. But the minions have been there <laughs> over <laughs> half my life. <laughs> the minions have held us together. They they are the grew to our bond. Oh, I hate that. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, dude, Speak With Me 3, uh, you and I, as long as our friend Steven and Nick, who is known as the Nugget for our listeners out there, we all dressed up as minions for that. Um, you know, we were kind of like hobo minions. And then up comes Minions 2, and Tyler, before we get into this, you know, what was your, you know, anticipation and expectations for Minions 2? Like, were you pumped for, for this minions movie coming two. out? Hmm? Yeah, and honestly, I didn't know what to expect. I remember seeing the first Minions movie, and I thought it was above okay i don't remember being too thrilled with this one i did not know what to expect and i'll get into how i actually felt about it later but yeah that's the main thing i did not know what to expect okay okay um up comes this time around we're all gathering our group chats you know uh i think we've all made plans that don't go further than the fucking group chat you know for whatever reason but this one was not one of those thankfully we came together like the goddamn avengers and we did the thing we, we came together and we, we minioned up and we, James, <laughs> we put face paint on. We walked into our theater. Um, Tyler was more of the homeless minion who we formerly were. <laughs> the steampunk minion, if you will. That was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, we go to the theater and no one else was dressing up, which was wonderful, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, this is only we the second We brought Bob. Yeah, we did have Bob with us, yeah. We did have Bob. Um, yeah. People were taking pictures with us. It was a little bit of an interesting experience walking in. Um, a bit disappointed. You'll see at some point, I did record this. Maybe I'll throw on the Instagram. Who knows? The damn Minion Icy was not available. It's heartbreaking, dude. Couldn't get my banana-flavored Icy. Um, but we entered the theater. We got a great, good crowd coming with us. And then, leaving the theater, we saw one person outside who was dressed in the identical outfits as James and I, which is pretty funny. Um, but it's been a few days. been a few weeks. We've had time to... You know, gather our thoughts on the movie itself. Let's go ahead and dive into the recap of the film of Minions, The Rise of Gru. Um, this film kind of picks off exactly where the last Minions film left off. Um, Gru now has the Minions, basically. That was, I think, a post credit scene for the last Minions film. Um, now he has the Minions, and then there's a competition. There's the Vicious Six, which is basically kind of like just your stereotypical, like, generic supervillain team or superhero team you know we've seen these kind of copy and paste i feel like ever since kill bill with the foxy force five um i know weird reference for kill bill and minions but <laughs> we'll get into this there's more more martial arts references and stuff with minions too um, but there's the vicious six they're looking to fill in their spot because a member had left we'll get i'm not want to spoil things for that of course but um there's an opening on the vicious six Gru wants to go ahead and become the supervillain he's always dreamed of being as a kid. And he goes over, he applies, and he realizes... Or not applies, he interviews, actually. There's this stone that the Vicious Six is basically holding for fuck of captive. Um, couldn't tell you what the fuck it does, honestly, after watching this. It's the most Indiana Jones rip-off thing there is for minions. Um, Otto, a minion... That Gru is with steals no excuse me Gru steals the stone and then it ends up with Otto the minion and they get separated at some point and there's this big like cross country journey because Gru's kidnapped by the surviving member who we thought was previously killed off in the Vicious Six um, and the minions have to go to San Francisco to save Gru 
And so Otto is kind of following this biker who has this stone across the country in like a weird Force Gump style type of way. Um, and the other minions, quite literally, and this was probably the most shocking thing I think for me in this movie, they fucking hijacked a plane <laughs> to go to San Francisco. Um, and then when they end up in San Francisco, for whatever reason, Michelle Yeoh, I think that's how you pronounce her name, from Everything Everywhere All at Once, um, she trains the minions in Kung Fu. Quite like her man uh, Neo from The Matrix, which is another reference out there for you guys. Um, they learn Kung Fu, and they go to save Guru, and for whatever reason, there's a dragon that gets involved. Like, the, the Vicious Six transform into a dragon. And our heroes turn into, like, these weird chicken rabbits, like, minion and hybrids. Goat. Yeah, and there was a good one, too. That's right, man. Um, anyways. Well, they, fucking... they explained uh, how that happened, though. That was that was the whole reveal of the movie was that ability. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but still, man, it was weird. It, it yeah. makes absolutely no sense that that was, that was their whole goal from the move from the beginning. Was exactly. <laughs> for the start of the movie to end up at this point. That was that was a jump. Like that was their whole goal was ah rar. Quite the I'm fucking. A, I'm a dragon. <laughs> Happy Chinese New Year. <laughs> That's right. It, it wasn't was a Chinese New Year. Year. Yeah, and I have it right when the clock struck. So it makes you think like it was that exact moment that they had been waiting for the whole time. Damn, man. I, I forgot about the Chinese New Year part, honestly. Um, anyways, the film ends wrapping up. Uh, the film wraps up with the minions, you know, turning back into minions, Gru accepting them. Um, and then they kind of go back to where... I, for, I forget the name of the record shop where the Vicious Six is, like, headquarters is based in. But they go back there and they kind of pick up the clerk, who is really Dr. Nefarious from the Despicable Me films that we see later on. So, you know, kind of a nice coming uh, full circle, just like the Minion film introducing Gru. Um, yeah, dude. Minions 2, The Rise of Gru. First, I want to go and ask you guys, what is your overall thoughts on this thing? Like, just anything that comes to mind, James. What are your thoughts on Minions 2? So, it was a really good movie, but it was very... It felt like a filler movie. A lot of everything that was going on was just to bypass time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, absolutely nothing wrong with it because it's Minions, so I had my attention grasped the entire time. But it felt like there was only enough real meat to the movie to maybe last 15 minutes. And Damn. everything else was just, like, to bypass time, haha, Minion. Mm. You know, we see a little bit of Gru booty. You know, just a, the little things to fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. And, but I mean, don't get, don't get me wrong. It was still an amazing movie. I had an amazing time watching it, especially with all of you guys, all my friends. I loved the movie. It was a great experience. Okay. But it definitely felt like they just tried to try to put the movie out there, so mm. they had to fill up the spaces, and they just filled it with nothing but minion. Okay, Tyler, what are some of your just off the wall thoughts on this thing? Exactly what James said, but for the opposite reasons. Like you said, how it was. It seemed like it was a lot of filler, not a lot of meat. I actually kind of like that for that reason. Like, I'd say they did it pretty well to me. I was thoroughly entertained through. I could see definitely where it felt like they were just trying to kill some time, but I didn't really mind it. I liked the movie. Okay. It, 
I, I still thought Similar. it was a great movie. I still had an amazing time with it. But definitely, if you aren't that type of movie fan, like you have to be a specific type of like minion fan to sit there and watch that for an hour forty five minutes, and just know that there's nothing of importance going on except the beginning, one time in the middle, and at the end. Dude, I don't know, man. RZA from Wu Tang is in this movie. <laughs> I also th- I really liked how they put references to other movies like how you were saying earlier the Indiana Jones ripoff well I'd say homage because you notice there was a bunch of little stuff and there's the Indiana Jones part with the whole beginning uh, the dragon part that we were talking about it really reminds me of Shrek oh <laughs> a little bit uh, yeah <laughs> Which actually, and the, fact the that new Shrek movie is made by the same team doing Minions. So maybe that was a little reference there. That's a pretty good connection. I feel like there's others. They'll probably come about me mm. through time. Oh, and all of that. Did it take place in like the 60s or the 70s? It was the 70s. Yeah, I really liked how they did that with the music and seeing the doctor with the sideburns. Mm-hmm. I agree. The, the music's great in this, dude. There's an A1 soundtrack for this movie, which is yes. nice to see. I feel the like soundtrack. ever since like the pandemic happened and like theaters were shutting down and movies being postponed, I feel like we haven't seen a movie with a solid soundtrack, like an actual selling one, up until this, honestly. Yeah, because does it feel like that a lot of movies might kind of shoehorn some songs in there, while others it feels a little more natural? This mm-hmm. was definitely one of the more natural-feeling ones to me. I, I could sit down and listen to this soundtrack as I drive. I have, yes. yeah, dude. I do on the way to work sometimes. Minions <laughs> 2 soundtrack, let's go. Fuck yeah, dude, fuck yeah. <laughs> um, I, def- I definitely do like the homage back to Despicable Me and all the other movies, like... You know, obviously, Dr. Nefario, but, like, I was losing my mind the moment I watched him walk into this ice cream shop with that homage to the first Despicable Me. Mm. I I really enjoyed that. It was a nice little, like, I could see it coming a mile away, and I was smiling ear to ear whenever I saw him walk in. Okay, let's let's talk Minion moments, too. I'm curious to hear, what are some of your favorite moments from any of the Minions in this film? Whether it be, you know, a background thing, because there's hundreds on screen at certain points um you know obviously there's tons of easter eggs references they're doing throughout the whole thing is there anything that stood out for you tyler just off the top of your head <laughs> what's the minion like i think the one with the braces that loses the stone or trades it mm. auto i am a sucker for those dumb humor moments like <laughs> that i gotta say that those were among my favorite uh, i just really like those okay um, okay think for mine would also be involving Otto. Um, like I said, dude, Rizzo from Wu-Tang is in this movie. And I, I just, obviously I'm a big Wu-Tang fan. I've talked on the podcast plenty of times, even recently discussing like Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai. I think his cameos are fucking hilarious, dude. And for him to be thrown into this thing on, yeah. on top of it also being a bit of a kung fu movie makes it even funnier to me. So he plays the, vi- the biker that Otto is chasing the entire movie. Um, which is just it's fucking hilarious, dude. Uh, John DiMaggio is also in this as one of the henchmen. He voices Bender from Futurama. So is John uh, DiMaggio is yeah. by far my favorite voice actor that's ever lived. Everything really? that he does. Oh, I I love him because I 
I was a huge Gears of War fan from 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And he voice acts the main character for every game that's come out. And, you know, I obviously love Jake the Dog from Adventure Time. Ben, yes. like, there's not much that DiMaggio has done that I haven't been a fan of. I wouldn't say necessarily because of him. Mm-hmm. But somehow I find myself drawn to his characters. Like, you know, Ben is my was, favorite in Futurama. You know he was General Grievous originally, right? I did not know that, actually. In the 2003 2D Clone Wars, he's General Grievous. See, there you go. Sums it right up. There's nothing that DiMaggio hasn't done that is not enjoyable. There you go, man. DiMaggio is pretty great. We've talked about him a few times in the podcast as well. Um, Get yeah. him in here. Get him in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to talk to the man DiMaggio. That'd be pretty dope, dude. He's coming to a convention we're going to at some point soon, actually. I know. Where we That's got things we coming. Say up. I will be there, and he's going. I'm going to buy a life-size Lancer for him to sign. If we go see him, he is signing a gun for me. That'd be pretty dope. That'd be dope, man. Um, but yeah, but many moments again, like I was talking about, like just auto, everything with Auto in the biker, I absolutely adored. Um, yes. Because yeah, obviously it's like a weird homage to like Forrest Gump, a bit of a, like he's running across yeah, the country, I mean? but he's doing it, you know, very fast the whole time to catch up with Riza. Um, but I think him being in this and it being a kung fu movie, not just because all of the Wu Tang music is inspired by kung fu movies, but Riz is like involved with this stuff. Like I, I called out Kill Bill earlier. He did the score for Kill Bill, and I love that. Um, definitely, Auto stuff is my favorite in this one. What about you, James? Is there any like minion moment on the top of your head that stands out for you? So I'm not as much of an Auto fan as y'all are. Like you know, don't get me wrong. I liked him, Fat Minion. Funny braces, haha. Mm. But definitely the parts that I liked was when it was all the minions together. Like whenever they were building his hideout. Like that was. I like when they're all together. I like when they're talking. And you'll see 20 minions sitting there all talking in 15 fucking different languages. And I just like watching them interact instead of it just always being Stuart, Bob, and you know, all the Kevin, all the main three minions. Like. Mm. Seeing all these minions interact, watching, because my favorite thing is I love whenever there's a whole bunch of minions, they always have one or two that are having just some off-the-wall thing happen to them. One guy's passing out, one guy's drinking something and then filling something. Like, there's always something going on with them, and so it gives you something to look at. I'm surprised we haven't gotten a minion show based off that alone, honestly. I, I think that that could actually make a lot of money if they if they put the time and effort into it. Mm-hmm. They could make a whole show out of it, and it could be like, you know, nothing referencing specifically just grew. It could be the minions on their rise from being you know, caveman minions mm-hmm. all the way up, showing everything that they've done in between those time frames. Because there's obviously an indefinite amount of time. Yeah, exactly. They've, they've been here since the dawn of creation, all the way up to the two thousands. There's plenty of time for them to do some adventures. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. Um, I, I'd like a Minion show, despite having two solo movies and three. And now we're get, the fourth Despicable Me is confirmed. We're getting a fourth one too. So it's like we already what? have. We're going to have six Minion movies total by the end of like I think two years from now is when the fourth film comes out. I still want a show. I kind of. I don't know. That, I kind of I'm not, I'm not burnt out. Really, I feel like that would be pretty milkable concept i don't know getting these movies at this frequency i feel like we're getting just enough perfectly spaced out i don't know i feel like a show would 
I don't know. I want to say ruin it for me because I'm sure they could make it work, but I don't know. I just don't feel kind of like it. you. You wouldn't be as excited for it anymore because oh, you know that there's there's been a new Minions episode every week or every other week, and all of a sudden they announce, hey, mm. in a few months we're gonna have a new movie. You wouldn't be as hyped about it because oh, it hasn't been two years since something's come out. I, yeah, I can, like in my I head, can I see that. I don't know how they would keep it going in my head. I can see that. No. I've been discussing being very, like, marveled out and just superheroed out, so I understand it, you know. But, damn. Yeah. I don't know if I can get tired of them, dude, to be honest with you. I, how I'm, how I'm, can I'm you get really, tired of Banana? I'm very curious yeah. on, like, how many listeners, like, think we're joking about, like, actually fucking loving the Minions and the Minions, too. I fucking love this shit, dude. No, it, was, it, was, it was an amazing... I mean, I walked into... I am an introvert, and I walked into a movie theater... With overalls and face paint and goggles, I for the minions. I don't. I don't even like when somebody yells out my window in my car and I, these people I'll never see again. I walked into a movie theater with, with full on "Hey, look at me" attire. Yeah. Like that. I I love the minions. So good, yes. dude. So good. James, is there anything you didn't like about this movie? Honestly. Yeah, the whole ending reveal of the stone and its powers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get the whole movie is based on this amulet. But the thing is, is like, they didn't talk about what it was for at the beginning and why they even wanted the stone to begin with. And then, you know, the whole movie's about getting it back. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it's just, you turn around for three seconds. And now the power of it's being used. Everything's da-da-da-da. Like, I don't even... What, what was their goal to use that for? Like, yeah, to become the most powerful group of villains, but... What... what That makes no sense to me. Like, it just came out of nowhere. I feel like it was enjoyable to watch all the way through, but that that ending was just lackluster to me. I agree. The, minion, the minions sealed the deal with their powers. <laughs> even though I got jump-scared by a fucking minion. You did! Oh my God! You did get jump scared. I remember just seeing, looking over. Wait, and like, I freaked I out. think I remember that, dude. That scared the hell out of me. Just all of a sudden, like a PNG image of a minion goat screaming at me. <laughs> oh man! And like the camera flew into his face, and like it looked fake. Like this is something I had seen on f- scary map jump scares and shit. Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That, it was hilarious, but it scared me. I got scared at the children's movie. <laughs> this movie isn't even PG-13. It is PG, and I jumped. Oh, Tyler, what about you, man? Is there anything you don't like about this movie in particular? Yeah, I, I was agreeing with James on that last part with the stone. It was kind of weird how that was thrown in there. Now, in case it's something I haven't seen, that whole thing with the stone turning into the dragon is there another movie that that might be paying a little homage to like i was saying earlier i know the dragon part is shrek but like the stone thing is there anything close to that um i'm sure in some animated movie i just can't think off the top of my head i'm sure there's some small movie but there's no like big blockbuster hit that comes to mind thinking of like the power of this amulet Mm. but yeah because my mind is trying to make me think like what other big blockbuster movie could have they paid homage to for kind of a more sensible ending? Mm-hmm. I don't know, to give it like a reason movie. for how it happened and why it happened. Like, I honestly, yeah. I'm grasping for anything, but nothing comes to mind. They're just like, 
oh hey, happy new year, I'm a dragon. Yeah, like, like they could have done something on a grander scale. Like, like if they if they could have explained, even if it was for thirty seconds, what that amulet was for, or why they were, or what they were going to use that amulet specifically for. Why why are they in Chinatown? You're going to be the world's most powerful yeah. billion taking out fucking Chinatown in New York. Hello. No, San Francisco. Ah, San Francisco, yeah, Francisco. New York, same thing, just different people. <laughs> okay, but they're, they're both dirty and rich. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like there's nothing about that stone part that would have tied into the storyline of the first Despicable Me movie. Is there other than like, no, the stone by itself? the The main plot of this movie had absolutely nothing to do with anything else except for the fact that this is the rise of Gru becoming a villain. That was. This was his first major heist. This was like the first... One thing that I absolutely loved thinking about, though, was I loved the Bank of Villains. Having that pop back up again, mm-hmm. that that felt really good to me. I loved seeing that again. I agree, dude. That was pretty nice. I almost forgot about it, honestly, until like we're actually in the theater and it came on screen. It had been Funny that it looks identical to how Yusu back in the movie... It, it's a lot smaller looking, actually, than I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember it being like this massive building, but it's all of a sudden just now a, a hallway, stair to a vault, building done, bank done. <laughs> where where was like the that. where's the security guard even posted? That I didn't see one when they walked in and they showed the whole screen, and all of a sudden, now there's this big bulky security guard. Where was he this whole time? It's the seventies, dude. The dude was hiding under the desk. Oh vest. yeah, they they did pretty good at staying true to like how the 70s are depicted. Like, what I was saying earlier with the music. I, I really mm. like the vibe of that. I wouldn't know. I wasn't alive then. <laughs> well, you see the TVs and stuff. Like, it's not how it was, but how it's heavily depicted to people who weren't alive for it. You know what I mean? Tyler, you're a year older than me, man. How do you know about the 70s? <laughs> I don't. I know just as much as the TV and stuff. I watched Taxi Driver once. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I really like how the Minions movie depicted the 70s from Taxi Driver. Yeah, me too. All the porn stores in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, echoing what you guys said, that's my only gripe with this thing, is that stone at the very end of it. Because, I mean, no fucking clue what this was going on with the stone. I thought it was like a, a monetary value type of thing at first. Um, Yeah, dude, it just threw me for a fucking loop to see a Chinese dragon come out during Chinese New Year because of the stone that Minions are going after. It's weird. It's also yeah. weird that, like, this amulet that is so powerful, that can make these villains mm-hmm. the most powerful villains in the existence, was hiding behind a waterfall for how many years? Like, it was just it was just there. Nobody yeah. thought, hey, let me just walk behind this waterfall. Let me use an umbrella real quick and steal this stone. No, no yeah, other villain some... had thought of this. Like, yeah. I knew some freaky shit was going to come out of that stone, like... Something supernatural. Like, I knew it was going to be something. I don't think I was expecting that dragon, though. Okay. James, I want to go and ask you, man. What are your final comments and rating on Minions 2, The Rise of Gru? So, definitely worth the time to watch if you have any sort of interest whatsoever in Minions in Despicable Me. Mm. Worth the time, worth the effort. Hilarious movie. You can see it with any group of people. Um, 
I definitely don't think that I would give it, you know, a Coruscant, you know, a five out of anything, just because mm. it definitely had some stuff that it could work on. But definitely, I'd give this movie a four out of five. It was, it was well worth watching. Okay, okay, man, I feel you. Me, dude, I don't know. Yeah, the amulet thing's weird at the end of the movie. But it's very forgettable. I feel like, and I think that's. It works and it's it works out for that. Honestly, I can forget about the amulet so much where it's like fuck it. I still fucking love this movie. Um, yeah, this is a Coruscant. This is everything I fucking hoped it would be, <laughs> and so much more. I mean, watching a minion hijack a plane was insane. Watching this minion on a tricycle chase after a member of Wu Tang was insane to me. Um, you know, me and Danilo have been absolutely blowing everything everywhere all at once. We love that movie to death. So seeing or hearing Michelle come in from that film into this one where she's teaching the minions kung fu next, what a fucking year! What a fo- what a follow up film to a movie like Everything <laughs> Everywhere All at Once. Like this, this was a career choice, and I love it. This was I, it was an improvement. She she went up on that hierarchy in movies. Somehow she gave probably the best performance of the year and still went up, and I love it. <laughs> Tyler, yeah, what about you? Yeah, Tyler, give me a rating for uh, the Minions yeah, 2. Yeah, man. So whenever people say Minions 2 after the movie, the mm. first thing my mind thought of, like the first part of the movie, my mind would always go to, is the motorcycle and the Minion going all the way across America. I thought that was really cool. I'd give this movie a solid best pin. Okay. I'm here for it, dude. I'm here for it. Yeah, it's tough to get a perfect, but I, I, I liked it. And I liked the experience, the plot, the story, the little gimmicks. So, yeah, best man. Hell yeah, dude. And I can't wait for the Me 4. I don't know when that... I think it's 2024 it came out. Or it comes out, excuse me. I think that's when the announcement was. But can't wait for it, dude. We're dressing up again. You know, yes. I don't care where the hell I'm living at this point. I'm flying in. I'm hijacking a plane for that showing. <laughs> You better sing that song they did. You better somehow make it all the way halfway across the country in a matter of 30 seconds, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Minions minions hijacked a plane and took that thing at light speed. Something like that, dude. (laughs) Oh, can you imagine? It it won't happen, obviously, because Disney and Illumination. Can you imagine if the Minions hijacked the Millennium Falcon? I thought you were about to say oh, something man. like the minions causing 9-11. Okay, dude. I wasn't going <laughs> to say the obvious, but jeez. <laughs> oh, fuck. 70s and they could get away with... You know what? They could the hijack the Millennium the Falcon. If, if they made like a Star Wars reference parody, something like that, they could hijack the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> well... The era that Minions 2 takes place, Minions, I don't know, but Despicable Me 4 Minions. You get a little bit of experience later in the storyline. Brian Lynch, I'm going to at you on Twitter, bro. You need to take some writing notes from Tyler over here. I do follow the writer of Minions on Twitter. If I don't see the Minions on Hoth, I'm gonna be upset, and then like their caveman like jackets. Just that dude, there's like a little waffle <laughs> behind them. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, no. Imagine you see a Jawa 
And like you know it's a Jawa. You see the glowing eyes, and they pull back the hat, and it's just a minion. Houdini. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's even funnier That's because gold. when we did the Spickle Me three, we had no clue that we kept seeing Utini think it was a minion quote when it was a Jawa quote for some reason. We did that for years, man. <laughs> we did that all throughout high school and never noticed. Oh, fucking Christ. Let me stop embarrassing myself more, dude. <laughs> if you haven't already, go watch The Minions 2, The Rise of Gru. James, where can our listeners find you, man? You can find me on Instagram at Muncie.Runs. You can find me on Snapchat, but I'm not going to give you that one. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me. There you go. Yeah, if, if he pops up on your uh, who to add, go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, I'm glad we were able to get you on here finally. I mean, your music's yeah, been man. heard on the show before, so it's about time we've gotten you on here. Where can our listeners find you? Unfortunately, I'm a social media ghost, but the closest you can get to me is following James or following Max. I've, I've popped up on you guys' stuff a few times, right? James as recently as a few days ago, and Max, I know I'm over there every Friday. Yeah, you're you're on the the socials pretty often, honestly. From us posting behind the scenes stuff, you know, we got a lot to come in the store with you. A lot, lot, a lot to come in, man. Yeah, man. You want to see me? Just follow Max for it. Hell yeah! Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Stay tuned for next week's LFG. Tyler's coming back. We're discussing the Jurassic World trilogy. I promised you guys we were going to cover Jurassic World still. Do it next week on LFG. Um, follow the YouTube, the last Star Wars Celebration videos coming soon this week, guys. Check out the podcast for last week. We had Karen Whitfield, the Bronze Age Batgirl who toured with Adam West and Burt Ward. She came on the show to discuss the 1966 Batman, the movie, starring Adam West. Had a great time with her. But yeah, guys, if you enjoyed the show, go ahead and consider leaving us an iTunes and Spotify review. It truly does help out the show much more than you can imagine. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye, guys. Banana. Uh-huh.